Good morning. It's Wednesday, the 27th of December, and this is Govindraj Ethiraj coming to you from Mumbai with a special edition of the Core Report. Well, we are taking a year-end break from our news reports to look back at 2023 and look ahead at 2024 across different aspects of business and the economy. Today, I am in conversation with Dhirat Sinha, the Group CEO of India and South Asia for the advertising giant FCB. This is a core report with Govindraj Ethiraj. Hello and welcome to the Core Report Special Series edition as we go into 2024. Joining me today is Dhirat Sinha, CEO of the FCB Group in India. On this edition, we are trying to find out how marketing and marketeers could look at 2024 in the context of how consumer references, consumer shifts are happening and have happened, and what will brands and companies, particularly in the consumer product space, whether they're doing services or actual products, will be doing to shift and really serve perhaps a new a new mix or a concoction, as it were. Now, this was never easy, nor will be easy, because understanding consumers, particularly value-driven consumers, is never an easy task. So. Deeraj brings with him a lot of experience in the advertising industry and has worked with many other organizations including Leo Burnett as CEO in the past. He's also quite importantly for the context of this discussion written two books, one called Consumer India that was about a decade ago and more recently India Reloaded which looked exactly at this how consumer patterns have shifted and how consumption is going to play out or has been playing out. Deeraj, thank you so much for joining me. Looking forward to the conversation. <laughs> okay. Virat so I hope I've introduced you appropriately Absolutely. and in the right context. So first question as you look back at 2023 what were the key changes or let's say trends that you saw both sides one is the way consumers consumed and second the way brands and marketers sold their products or services. Yeah. I think 23 has been a better year definitely across categories but the issue in India is that the potential and the projection of the potential is so high that most people are always dissatisfied with how much we are getting so 6% is not good enough sometimes 20% is not good enough but i would say 2023 many categories say two wheelers as a category which was suffering from demand lack has come back in a good way the mass segment broadly so to speak has suffered a bit because there's been a realignment of the consumption wallet because of commodity pressures inflation pressures the disposable income not having increased dramatically the mid to premium segment however has done well so if you look at cookies such as oreo they've done well but if you look at biscuits at the bottom and like mari and glucose and all of that they've not had a great year you know so those are some of the broad patterns you see overall a mixed year i would say as they call the k shaped curve of the market the premium is doing very well the bottom end is struggling a bit right and when it comes to advertising companies like yours i mean the the people who shape or design the message to consumers have you been in some ways leading the change or possible change or responding to what you think already is a consumer preference yeah so it's a mix of both really because see many times you are building products which you know will take off so for example if you talk about spotify and streaming you are pretty much building a category so in india good 60 70% of the work in marketing advertising is about building new categories changing behaviors i mean colgate is trying to tell people now night brushing is important because how else do you expand that market right so body of work in this business is actually about building new categories increasing penetration across segments right i mean we were discussing air conditioning yesterday we have 5% penetration 
in the air conditioning. You look at sanitary pads. We have single-digit penetration. So the bulk of the story in the Indian market is still going deeper, building new behaviors, changing habits. So most of the work in marketing advertising is leading the change rather than feeding to consumer demand currently because really from a potential of the market perspective, there isn't much. We've just about scratching the tip of the iceberg. Right, and that's sort of encouraging and discouraging to hear. So when you say that, let's say we are trying to encourage night brushing as a category to open up, is this because this is happening elsewhere in the world or is this something that we want to do in India because we feel it's a need? Yeah, see India is a very unique country. Very seldom are you able to take a behavior or a product from outside and slap it on India, right? It never really works. So there'll be a time and place and a way to do everything in India. That's been my learning. So I think in some of these categories, for example, say streaming, you're saying, you know, this is a new way to stream. But you're also looking at what is the Indian consumption behavior on music and content. And how can I align in India the new to the familiar? That's how the change always happens. If you come to India and say, new way of doing things, you will fall flat. But if you come to India and say, you know what, you like relationships, fathers want to spend time with sons, and here's music to help you do that better, it will work. If you come to India and say, you know, you like to have your sweets in the night, do the night brushing, it will work. So in India, you always change, sell change through grounds of familiarity. You never sell change by saying, you know, this is how the world behaves. And therefore, you should behave. India will have its own trajectories, right? And I'm sure there must be many examples of those who, as you said, have fallen flat on their face. So are you saying that, let's say, if 60 to 70% of your work is really creation in the true sense. Is that vastly different from other markets? That yeah, hugely. See, and therefore, what India needs, and a lot of my body of work in the last decade, Govind, has been in building a new model for marketing, branding and advertising. Because if you look at the global model was built in 1920s, in the times of television era, in the times of where the categories were saturated and your big game was market share gain. Now you cut that to 2020s in India, right? You're building businesses and categories and multi-proliferation of media choices and habits. Everybody, even 500, 600 million people in India are scrolling their mobile phones on a daily basis. Everybody has access to smartphone, geo content, etc. So you're building brands and businesses in multiple medium formats. You are building in an environment where category development is more important than market share gain. Uh, you're also building an environment which is, there's a mid and a premium and a base. Three kinds of consumers, four generations consuming simultaneously. It's a much more complex environment than say Western context of 1920s. And therefore, simple Models like unique selling proposition or simple models like differentiation will you the game doesn't work in the Indian market. So we've had to reinvent the marketing and the business model completely in last one decade in the country. Right. So and I'm going to come to some of those categories in a moment. But cost and price, India being known for its value-conscious yeah. approach, Indian consumers being yeah. is a critical factor. So yeah. people might sometimes ignore brand only yeah. because let's say they're getting something cheaper, what they perceive is better value. Yeah. So how have you seen this trend specifically in the last couple of years? Yeah. See, I think we have to be very delicate about the whole cost-price conversation, especially from a narrative building perspective. Of course, in India, everything has to be cheaper, right? Mercedes has to be cheaper, GLR has to be cheaper, right? Biscuits have to be cheaper. That goes beyond things. That's at the product buying level. But in India, you know, we live with duality. 
Indian mindset lives with duality all the time. In that sense, our, our brains are perhaps far more developed. We can live with two opposing ideas at the same time and all of us can live. It's, it's not a function of which class or how much education you've had. So while the consumer is wanting a better price, they are not wanting messaging and narrative which is on price. So the dominant emotional theme in India is of upgrade, right? No matter where you're selling. I mean, you're selling the most basic biscuit to India, you're selling the most basic toothpaste to India. You have to make the person feel that they are moving up in life, they are upgrading, they're doing the best for their family, they're getting rewarded for working extra hard. You cannot go down on that narrative, right? And at the delivery level, you have to constantly optimize for the pricing and the cost. So you have to, in India, at every level, give upgrade at an accessible way. That's really the mantra for the market. If you are able to crack that, then then you have a win-win and proposition. And that, you say, would go across categories. It could be two-wheelers, it could be soaps, it could be... Make the Indian consumer feel very, very good about moving up, about having a glossy life, about doing the best for their children, for their parents, for themselves, getting rewarded and give it to them in a way that the pricing is absolutely delightful. So, right. And you mentioned, for example, areas where there's been a turnaround, like two-wheelers. And let me stick to that because that's a big segment of buying in middle and rural India for sure. So do you feel that the marketing message has made a difference or are these categories driven more by just the change or shift in, let's say, consumption or buying power, which could have changed for various other reasons? That is a macro impact. I don't think it's just pure marketing impact because... COVID saw a lot of cash being pulled out of the system, money being pulled out of the system and so on and so forth. I think some of that is now coming back and therefore there was a complete dry in demand for two-wheelers, etc. A lot of people went back to their homes, did not need mobility solutions. But some of that economy has come back now, this year, right? I mean, whether it's the delivery economy and so on and so forth. Therefore, I think a lot of that has led to the coming back of the demand in these segments. But the demand in these segments also, Govind, are coming back back to say a 125cc rather than 100cc, right? So again, everywhere across the board, you're seeing a, a dash of upgrade, a dash of premiumization, right? Cars, again, not the 5 lakh rupee cars, but the 7 lakh rupee cars, right? So that theme is absolutely there everywhere. Yeah, and I'm going to spend some time on premiumization in a moment. But when you look back at, again, some of these categories, which were, let's say, constrained because of purchasing power or income and so on, is there anything that's fundamentally shifted in the last few years? I mean, there are some trends which, you know, could maybe uh, were sort of permanently changed thanks to COVID. Are you getting a sense of that? Uh, See, strangely, a bit of a reversal, right? And I'm a bit of a spoil sport on that. So, I mean, it was said that some of the things have changed for, for good post-COVID. And unfortunately, they haven't, right? So, if you look at the whole idea of uh, buying on the internet, right? I mean... Every D2C brand today, if you look at their plans, is going omni-channel, right? Even demand for things like 100 rupees lipstick has now partly shifted back. People are liking the idea of going back to the physical stores and buying. So the only good thing which happened was that, you know, you managed to perhaps build brands at a much cheaper cost because you're building the brands online. And now you're able to take those brands offline. So the cost of having built those brands online have been much less than cost of having built brands offline, like the traditional pieces. But taking them offline is the big deal. Right. And so why did that happen? So one is, why did consumers, I mean, we can see it happening, but why are, did or are consumers shifting back to omnichannel and physical? And we can see this across categories. And secondly, how are now the brands trying to sell to both yeah. kinds of consumers? Yeah. So see, one is, there's a, in India, everything is about, everything is an event, right? If you look at shopping in India, it's an event, right? 
you talk to a normal middle class household they say on the weekend we'll go to a temple then we'll go to a mall right then we'll go to a food court eat our food that's a triangle right so there's a joy of shopping we shopping is not drudgery it's enjoyment right you're spending money yeah it's a family you want to go with people you want to check out the stuff touch and feel and and there is obviously something uh, else happening with that you'll visit a relative you'll go to a temple you'll you'll have some snacks on the side it's an outing right you like to go out so in india shopping is still an event it's not a drudgery therefore when for example we're building amazon as a as a business we never sold it as convenience in india we have time right luckily we have time except for uh, one strata of the society we have the time we want to spend that time in a qualitative way we want to go out to a glossy mall we want to spend time in that air conditioning so in india shopping is an event it's a joy it's a desire you want the touch feel and i think that's largely the reason why a lot of the demand has shifted uh, offline for brands and marketing what it means and which is not to say that the online is, is not not growing it's of course growing because uh, you know once you've seen a mobile offline and it's available online uh, you can you can buy it uh, right i think now the parameters of online shopping are shifting it's no more about i'm getting it 500 cheaper the price leverage or the cost leverage is quickly vanishing uh, from the internet age economy businesses what's working on the internet age economy is choice now and accessibility so i am sitting in pilibhit right i'm a 22 year old girl i'm sitting in pilibhit but i can't find that mini dress in the neighborhood stores but i can find that on mintra or amazon and i can order that so it's about accessibility which is driving the online internet age economy i can see options i can compare things i can find things which i am not able to find in the neighborhood store is what is driving the consumption of the online stuff not convenience or pricing anymore So is this 2023 phenomenon in some ways the clear only channel? Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's played out hugely in 2023. It's killed some of the businesses which could not adopt to the only channel because you have to understand, Govinda, the the dynamics of building a business on internet age economy platforms is very different from having a distribution bustle of people on the road, sales team, physical distribution. They're two completely different muscles, right? and the airdrop economy never learned those muscles so some of them have been able to cross over and been able to build some of them could not didn't have the wherewithal and diet and many of them were also had a lot of venture capital and therefore cheap capital to keep throwing at facebook advertising yeah, for that yeah, matter which again played out in a huge way right. as well right right okay so let's now talk about the premiumization which which is perhaps the biggest trend that we've seen in the last year or two years and here is where i'd like to get your thoughts on two or three areas So one is the premiumization as we are seeing across categories. So it's not just in cars; it's in homes. Homes worth one crore are selling more than, let's say, affordable homes that are in the thirty lakh range, uh, at least in the top seven cities in India. Uh, across categories, now we can see more and more brands launching premium versions of their uh, of their offering. So two or three things. So one is from your perspective, uh, why is this happening again? Secondly, uh, how is the messaging and the advertising changing to accommodate for this or to capture this? And most importantly, how far could this go? Yeah. So a couple of factors go in, right? I mean, one is what we were discussing: what is the total addressable market in India, and and that debate hasn't yet been solved, right? And this whole uh, lots of consulting companies projecting 1.4 billion market actually india is not a 1.4 billion market right if you look at the broad mathematics back of the envelope calculation 1.4 billion people half of them don't have access to sanitation drinking water 700 million out right they they're not in the market you cut that by 
population which has access to say internet got a smartphone in the hand the whole instagram stroke youtube population 500 550 million or right you cut that by ever used upi right about uh, 250 260 million right these are still not the people who are buying things online yet right there are people who are sending say 100 rupees to their family back home in bihar hypothetically right that's about 260 270 million you cut that by say monthly active users of e-commerce platforms including misho mintra amazon it's about 100 120 million right that's monthly you cut that by daily active users about 50 million right that's really the market now from a 1.5 billion projection to a 40 50 million market right and that's what brands have realized that this is not the market yet where the belly is expanding that is a promise of the future but that's not happening yet it will happen in say 5 years 10 years time but not, that's not happening yet therefore a lot of the businesses are saying can i upgrade can i get to this 50 million base which is where the purchasing power is which is where the maximum amount of sales are happening so that's one macro context for premiumization the second context also is that there is upgrading and downgrading in every family right so i will cringe my cost on saying i will get a noodle which is not branded but it is at 5 rupee so i will downgrade there but i will save that money and buy a smartphone a vivo smartphone for my son so there is continuous upgrading and downgrading happening all across the board right and therefore if you can provide premium versions of things so even to the current consuming class you are able to sell those premium products right on messaging therefore it's hugely important so this whole india of bharat and you know emotion and all of that that's out of the window so if you switch on the tv to look at the body of work which is successful you have to show a sense of reward for the person you have to show a sense of good things coming to people so the work has to be glossy it has to look good it has to celebrate the idea of i mean in india you know 90% of the brands sell on the positioning of upgrade if you are i mean an ikea sells on the positioning of upgrade a two wheeler sells on the positioning of upgrade a spotify sells on the positioning of upgrade so you have to make the people feel good it's a very hard working population life is not easy in india right i mean murphy law kicks in on a daily basis for all of us right i mean the infrastructure the support system it's not easy it's, it's a hard country to to make a living in so the messaging across the board has to be feel good it has to be glossy it has to be about future it has to be rewarding people for the work they're putting in in bringing the families up and themselves so uh, you use the word reward quite a few times can can you illustrate that a little bit it's like you know you have to look at the indian life right i mean we've lived for decades with frugality with it's in a scarcity country right all the stories have been less push the toothpaste so hard that we take the last bit drop of the toothpaste out less protect the plastic and and save it i mean even now i mean premium cars but they don't remove the plastics right so we've been a scarcity culture i mean we hold everything right because some day it'll get used now from there we are opening up to let go a bit begin to enjoy it's it's our life is not that hard i mean everybody can a lot of people not a lot of people can afford a smartphone they can watch content on ott and so on and so forth and therefore the sense of reward of that the sense of celebrating those small little joys because big joys are not happening going right i mean not everybody is able to buy a house not every but celebrate the small joys of life is where the motion is today for bulk of the country right okay so let's talk about culture and in the context of messaging what's changed uh, or changing and how are you looking ahead on that i mean you know what's the 
subcultures, subliminal cultural messaging, what is working better or likely to work better in a diverse country like India? Or are you sort of, is it continuing to be about sharp positioning or sharp targeting and so on? Yeah. See, one of the things is that, I mean, and we've learned it the hard way that the teams which create the work for India are far too superiorly educated. I call them triple filtered MBAs, right? And I, that's my question in the room that we are thinking so hard about this brand messaging and the piece of communication which is going out. But what trends in India is so elegant, so beautiful, looking like a wow, right? That's what trends in India, right? So our learning has been this a very low cognition market, right? Unlike the Western market where you think so hard on messaging and so on and so forth. In India, we don't want to work hard to compare products. We don't want to stand out. We want to stand in. Right now, these are huge departures, Govind, from the way how marketing thinks globally. India is not a market for differentiation. It's a market for relevance, right? So it's like my whole theory is that India likes standing in the longest queues. That if there's so many people standing here, there must be something right about it. Why stand in a shorter queue and then feel sorry about it? Therefore, you have to project consumption as things that these are easy. So whenever we've done, for example, we did a campaign for Spotify saying Spotify is so easy to download and use. One, two, three. That's the piece of communication that worked the best for us. Similar Amazon. Amazon is so easy to use. Download, you know, search, buy. Done. So it's a very low cognition market. We have to make sure that we do not put too much pressure on people's brain in choice making. So you have to really push people to say this. They like a semblance of choice, but they don't want to make effort to to do choice. So across the board, simple messaging, low cognition messaging, making it easy for people to choose and buy is one large trend, right? Wrap everything, as I said, in the wrapping of culture, feeling good, familiarity. Do not say this is the new way to do things. We hate new ways to do things. We love our own ways of doing things, but doing it in a new format, right? So familiarity is the other piece, right? And some bit of emotion always says, right? You can never go wrong with a father-daughter theme in India. You can never go wrong with a husband-wife theme in India. You can never go wrong with the extended family theme in India. You can sell chocolates, furniture, alcohol, apparel, pizzas, everything around those themes. Right. So as you go a little deeper into that aspect of culture, now there are other sort of urban cultures. There are now families which are obviously now nuclear. I mean, you know, the joint family has split, though we see them in advertisements that actually that many perhaps don't exist. I'm sure some do, but they don't. So are these changes driving the way you are thinking about consumers? Let's say as you look at 24 and 25, and the cultural values that they carry, or do they continue to carry the similar cultural values of a few years ago? Actually, maybe much more than a few years ago. I know we transitioned from, let's say, joint to nuclear a while ago, but I'm sure there are other cultural shifts that are happening that could be affecting consumption. I mean, that's my question. Yeah, no, there is. I mean, if you look at especially the youth population, you look at the Gen Z population, they are dramatic shifts, right? Because the earlier generation was at least a transition generation or a sandwich generation. They had one feet in, in tradition and one feet in change. You have now a generation which has not had a feet in tradition at all, right? And that's come up as a big consuming class, though at a, at a slightly more elite level. And there, a lot of the cultural axioms are being questioned. For example, money is a good conversation. It was never a good conversation in India. Money is a good open conversation. Multiplicity of relationships, it's an alright conversation to have. It's a good conversation to have, right? Moving on in jobs, right? Pursuing joys and emotions for yourself, the rise of the individual, for example. These are huge departures in the country, going from the place where we were. 
and it departures one in the way these people are living and thinking but more importantly the fact that you can now put that on tv right you can have those conversation on what i call the social consciousness level and it's all right you will not have a backlash anymore today so a lot of the brands now the younger more brands are being built on some of those codes and we are finding huge amount of acceptability on on those codes and and in in this case uh, you're responding to the change rather than trying to lead it yeah yeah responding to so i think on building new categories new behaviors at a fundamental level we are leading but on appealing to social the changing social modes and codes i think india is a bit more sensitive and therefore there we are more a, a lag indicator than a leading indicator of change right and i've got two more sort of sets of questions and the second one is going to be about what are the stories that we're going to tell in 2024 But before that, uh, tell me a little bit about the advertising industry itself. I mean, how are things poised right now at this point? What are the broader challenges, if so, that the industry is facing within? Yeah, see, if you look at the adx is increasing, right? I mean, anywhere between ten to twelve percent is the the projection for adx. So, which means that there's money being spent, more money being spent. The question is, where is being spent? Of course, digital is now come of age. I mean, huge amount of spends are happening on digital. Connected TV is. is a conversation especially after ipl this year now and with all the media changes happening so if you understand that right i mean we are catching up really really fast with the west i mean connected tv globally has been a conversation last two years three years time and india is already talking about i mean in advertising terms we're saying we can possibly shift a lot of media money to connected tvs suddenly ott is happening digital is happening in a big and, way and you feel that's going beyond cricket it's it's going beyond cricket yeah so those are some of the changes that we are leapfrogging there but still an and market going is not that you can i mean we still feel that biggest of the brands and businesses the best roi still on television so i built amazon spotify phone pay aku all internet age economy brands through tv work right so that's not changing dramatically it's an and market it's the narratives have to support each other there's something that tv does best there are a lot of other things that digital does best so most clients are not doing a combination a lot of clients at one point of time was saying we can just live with performance advertising right and they burned their fingers because a lot of the internet age economy clients are now coming back and saying we have to build the brand mode that's one thing that we missed in 3 to 4 years so there's been a full circle coming back on this in terms of the advertising business there will be some bit of consolidation i feel because there are far too many players right is the business good it is good is it good for 25 players perhaps not will it be very good for 3 4 players and then a long tail i think yes so the business is undergoing huge amount of transformation i am a big optimist about the advertising business apart from all the flag that we keep getting but the idea is how do we stay ahead of the curve the other thing which is coming back in a big way is the demand for best in class integrated services so about 5 years back i would go to clients and say dheeraj we are dealing with 15 agencies and we are very happy we have a specialized social media agency we have a specialized orm agency we have a specialized content agency and there are 17 people who work with us and there was certain joy and glee amongst marketers in being able to integrate that today they're saying we can't do it right they are spent on that and they're saying can you come in and do it but integration is not about integration per se it's integration of best in class services so marketing is seeking full funnel services people are able to deliver to that other ones who are going to win the market in next 2 3 years time but it's it's all good 
but the the cornerstone would be creativity still it would be creativity right because is when we think of advertising we think of creativity it has to be right and it's across the board right whether you're building content on internet right now we are seeing how can we build creativity in performance marketing as well how can our orm response be a little bit more creative and a bit more personalized than saying you reach so and so number and press so and so number right and with the help of ai we are able to deliver that so i think the tech revolution the data and the tech piece is helping us be more creative so my theory is that data tech ai everything to the service of creativity and empowering the creative revolution and you will see that go through the roof in next 2 3 years time yeah and since you mentioned ai so you don't see ai eating up the copywriter's job no not at all because see in fact so if you look at a classical account in my sense say a, a finance brand account right there'll be theme work broad theme work on positioning and broadcast stuff and all of that but there'll be huge bulk of i mean we'll push out thousand pieces on ground between merchandise and pos and digital content to go in i am happy if ai gets me on those thousand pieces to says 80% accuracy and then 20% i do touch feel and i get it out right that release a bulk of my talent to use their creativity on thinking the brand and the creativity and the messaging so i feel that ai is going to eight take the mistakes uh, i mean clients call me dheeraj there was a comma missing in my headline so so i'll have less of those complaints with ai coming in and we can relieve a lot of our creative power and energy to do legitimately what the agency is supposed to do right so 2024 what's the kind of stories that you feel are going to be told or you would like to be telling see i think 2024 again the themes will continue to be about celebration right the the joy and the celebration of moving up i think also some of our work will also become socially more conscious so i feel i am a big believer of capitalism working to the benefit of socialism right so how do we lift the larger mass with us so you will see i mean some of the brands are talking about it you know doing good for others and feeling a certain joy about it there are issues around gender in the country finance into gender you know women at a grassroots level into empowerment more better acceptability of all kinds of points of views i think you will see some of those things being talked about because we are realizing that a those are slightly more ahead of the curve conversation the society needs is there is acceptability of those conversations and brands are willing to take up some of those cudgels so you see some of that coming in you will see some of the joy celebration of upgrade coming in you will also see far more sharper messaging for gen z coming in and some of the themes which you the society has cringed so far of say same sex marriage etc them becoming a bit more mainstream coming in you also see a lot more innovation in products and services coming in so imagine you know insurance only for working women for example and that getting traction some of those cohort based product solutions and services will also gain a lot of currency dheeraj it's been a pleasure talking to you thank you so much for joining me thank you amazing yes sir then That was the core report with me Govindraj Athiraj. Do stay connected with more of our coverage at the core. You can check out our website or sign up to our newsletter for our exclusive stories, one in-depth feature a day on www.thecore.in. Do also track us on LinkedIn where we usually post synopses or extracts of our top stories and interviews. We would love your feedback on how we can make business more interesting and relevant including of course India's vibrant manufacturing sector. So write to us at feedback@thecore.in at and thank you once again 
for listening.